so if you want to protect your home and you don't know how to, because honestly, how would you? Like, I, I keep thinking of this. People ask me like, oh, oh uh, hey, home title locked. Is that worth it? Well, how how would you do it without home title lock? I don't. You got to call every day to be, hey, has my title been stolen yet? I don't even know what you would do. They get sick of you after just a few days, I promise you. HomeTitleLock.com can protect your home's title from beginning to end. And if you use the promo code BACK, they're going to send you a complete scan of your home's title. You'll get 30 days of triple lock protection, absolutely free. And you don't have to deal with this, and you don't have to draw Venn diagrams to prove it. HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code BACK. This is happening all across the country. HomeTitleLock.com. Promo code is BACK. Gee, is there anything going on in the world? How about a bunch of politicians that we have elected and sent to Washington to do the right thing that just can't take their head out of their ass? How about that one? We got that one from the Republicans, but we get that one every day. Then we can have the Israelis blamed for bombing a hospital. No, 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 not just bombing a hospital intentionally bombing a hospital you know what i am really having a hard time with people who can't see the truth because the truth the truth is so apparent that you have to go out of your way to miss it we're now listening to nancy pelosi nancy pelosi and and uh hakeem jeffries saying oh my gosh the end of the republic, the end of democracy, if Jim Jordan is elected. And we have a bunch of three-year-old babies in the in the house that I don't like the way he treats people. Do you realize the world is on fire? Do you guys see that? Do you see that? Maybe your world is not on fire because you have chain link fences around you just in case any of those extremists get out of control. But don't worry about the extremists all over our country. The Palestinian extremists that are all over the world. Don't worry about them. No, no, no. Just because it looks like we're about to hasten the return of the promised one. That's, by the way, our Antichrist. (laughs) But Iran likes to call him the promised one. 
I don't know. Today, I think I'm on my knees praying that Jesus comes back. Oh, I don't know. Before lunchtime today, we begin in 60 seconds. Stand by. First, relief factor. When most of your time is spent in pain, the thing you're constantly looking for is pure and simple. Hope. It is the light at the end of the tunnel, and it is there. I've been there. I've suffered from pain that I just can't take anymore. And I know how frustrating it is. Please try Relief Factor. Three-week quick start, 1995. It's a trial pack, not a drug developed by doctors. More than a million people have bought Relief Factor's quick start. And about 70% of them go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com or call 800, the number 4, Relief. 1995, three-week quick start. Again, ReliefFactor.com, 800, the number 4, Relief. Relief Factor, feel the difference. Okay, uh, where do we even begin? I have an idea. Yeah. Maybe, and this is just a... I'm going to throw it out there as a theory, a, a working okay. theory. And I'd right. like you to okay. help me work through right. this, okay. this idea. I'm here to help. Maybe. Maybe. May, just maybe. Uh-huh. Maybe. Uh-huh. We don't just take Hamas's word for what happened. That's crazy. That's crazy. Now, they okay. have lied to you about absolutely everything. Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't that. you take them at their word? Like, if they were to say 500 people were dead at a hospital. Yes. Maybe. Just maybe, perhaps. Perhaps. Just on the Throw off chance. Throw it out there. Maybe we just should ignore their complaints completely. Because every time they make them, they're lying. Maybe the death count that they've been reporting that comes from Hamas and the Palestinians. Maybe we shouldn't believe it at all. Right. Now, you have nothing to back that up. Well, uh, okay, let me just show things. a video. I got video. Mm-hmm. Now, you will see rockets uh, flying. I'm going to show this if you happen to be watching on The Blaze, if you're listening on uh, radio or on the podcast. Let me just explain what's happening. This is a video taken uh, by the Israelis. This is the attack on Israel. That happened right before, and you'll see all of the, see all the rockets being taken off there from Gaza. All right. And then right directly in the path, boom, there is an explosion right after those launches, hmm. uh, uh, rockets are launched. And Wait, you know so, what that so, explosion is? That, that's the hospital. The hospital. That's like 500 the hospital. people died. Yeah, not, not so much. So there you have, uh, could, we show, could we show one more? Here's uh, another one. Uh, the rockets being launched. You'll see it up in the sky. Something goes wrong and it starts to come down. And, uh, oh, watch it follow, 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 follow. Oh, right onto the hospital. Huh. Huh. Now that's a rocket that fired was, from, uh, it's actually not even Hamas. It's another group, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. uh, I can't remember, Islamic Jihad or something. Something, yeah. Yeah. Um, they fired it from their territory mm-hmm. at Israel. Mm-hmm. The rocket is, it's hard to tell what exactly happens. Either fails or is shot down in some way. Yeah. But the rocket itself goes down to the hospital and then blows up the hospital and kills 500 people. And like that would be, mm-hmm. okay, I, maybe mm-hmm. you believe that. Then you start looking today at the new footage that is out mm-hmm. of the actual hospital in daylight. Okay. And you know what's weird about this hospital? You know what might have been happening at this hospital? Maybe they were having a block party 
in the parking lot and they put all of their patients in the parking lot because that's the only part that seems to be hit at all. Yeah, it's weird because I saw the hospital. It seems still to be there. Yeah, how did they all die? Yeah, well, they were all in the cars apparently and uh, the parking lot, all the cars are on fire but there is, I mean, remember a JDAM, that's what they said Israel would have used, of course, because that's what they're using. A JDAM would leave you know, at least like a little pothole in the parking lot. I would say a crater would be maybe what it would leave. sure, if that's Mm -hmm. the way Israeli propaganda for you. Mm -hmm. Um, It would leave, you know, kind of a dent in the parking lot. There is no dent. It barely dented the cars. Yes. Let alone the ground. So um, it looks like, honestly, it doesn't even look like, you know, when you have like a car fire on the side of the highway. Mm hmm. And the police finally, fire yes. department gets there finally and puts it mm-hmm. out and it's just like the shell of itself. It's not even to that level. It's like, it looks like there was a fire nearby cars and they did actually catch on fire. And they're a little, they're a little brown <laughs> right. on the top uh-huh. and a little charred mm-hmm. and something mm-hmm. certainly happened there. Mm-hmm. But there is, again, these are, the footage from this, we should point out, came from Al-Quds. It didn't even come from the Israelis. This came from... Uh, Palestinian sources and these sources are posting these photos I think I I don't even know why honestly at this point why they would do such a thing because it's ruining all their propaganda Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but like we had the American media go to Hamas yes a group of people who just murdered and raped and decapitated thousands of people Mm -hmm. and said hey tell us your story about what happened and we'll just put it on the news We'll just take it from your mouth and we'll make well, it news. Well, the good news is that Biden immediately came out and said, we're going to look into it um, immediately. He, he did. Yeah. He immediately did. came out and said, you know, like I would as a president said, yeah, I find that highly unlikely, but we're going to look into it. I, you know, I, I tend to not take Hamas at face value, <laughs> yeah. but we're going to look into it. Uh, anything like that uh, would be, you know, would probably be good. Uh, but he didn't. Uh, in fact, um, he Kirby didn't even Kirby even went, uh, uh, you know, uh, a shorter distance than that. Yeah. Now, Biden did seem to say Mm -hmm. that from what he's seen, it seems like it was a rocket gone wrong or something like that. He said he threw out some phrase like Mm -hmm. that briefly, but like a rocket gone wrong. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he meant Mm -hmm. it. I think he did even indicate it was Mm -hmm. uh, look look like a Palestinian rocket Mm -hmm. from what he had seen. Well, but like like step back from this for a second. Right. There's two sides to this Mm -hmm. to this fight. Right. Uh, Is there? No, I'm saying to the fight. Yeah. Right. There's the Israeli Mm -hmm. side. There's the Mm -hmm. Hamas side. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. One side, the Israelis Mm -hmm. uh, were attacked and had all sorts of things happen to them. They're Mm -hmm. about to try to start a ground invasion. Now, the one way they could possibly lose, right, is drawing a larger conflict out of this because they do something so terrible to the Gazans that... The rest of the Arab world unites and starts invading them. Like, that's mm. the one way. They're not going to lose to Hamas. Right? right. They're going. They are at risk, though, if mm. something like that happens, if a larger conflict So you're up. saying, wait a minute. I want to make sure yeah. I understand. So what you're saying is maybe if you use critical thinking, you would say, who wins mm. from this scenario? Right. Right. The one thing Israel needs to avoid 
is bombing a hospital and killing 500 people. Correct. So at the very least, your mm-hmm. instinct should be, well, if it was Israel, had to be a mistake. Correct. Correct. But instead, it was reported as an intentional bombing well, of a hospital. On the other side, mm-hmm. Hamas, who has no chance to beat Israel in a one-on-one military battle, their only chance, the only thing they want is chaos and a larger war in the area. The thing that they want is fully supported by what they're saying. Wow. Look how old-fashioned he's using critical thinking. (sighs) Listen, here's what you need. Kirby, a retired United States Naval uh, Rear Admiral, and I think he focused a lot on the rear uh, part of it. (laughs) Um, He said, the proper number of civilian casualties in a conflict like this is zero. Okay, that's helpful. Thank you. Wow, that's great. Oh, you nailed it. That is great. Well, As you know a what? rear Hamas... admiral, you sure? That's why you were in the rear. Yep. Mm. Uh, Hamas really screwed that up, didn't they? Yeah, because sure did. it's not zero because of what Hamas did. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? The ideal is zero. It, Nirvana is a war with zero civilian casualties. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not really realistic, though, mm-hmm. is it? No, no, no. There's got to be seventy-two virgins someplace. <laughs> Uh, So there was demonstrations in Baghdad, Iraq, Istanbul, Turkey, uh, Beirut, Amman, Doha, or Doha, uh, Qatar, uh, of course, in Tehran, in Spain, in Cairo, in Yemen, in Berlin, Germany, in Greece, in Montreal, Canada, in Morocco, all last night, all last night. But don't worry about the borders. Don't worry about looking into people here. Don't do it. Don't do it. America, you're perfectly safe. My gosh. This is what happens to a world when you forget what is important and true. What's important to us, America? What's important to us? Our our uh, our vacations our jobs, our cars, our houses, what's important to us. And I don't mean now. I mean, over the last 20 years, what's been important to us? (gasps) Who's going to win on American Idol? Is that what's important to us? Because that's what we've concentrated on. We have concentrated so much on our wealth and our way of life that will just never, ever, ever, ever go away that we have destroyed our children. We have allowed our country to be taken over by radicals. We have allowed our, our higher institutions of learning to be taken over by Marxist, communist, Islamicist, atheist, whatever they are. They are pumping poison into our system. We have turned a blind eye because we worshipped multiculturalism. We worshipped Everybody getting together. You cannot come together. The United States of America cannot be united without a certain group of principles and ideas that we all gather around. One of those is, I don't know, I'm for life. I like life. Uh, I hate war. If we're going to have to fight a war, it's got to be a just war. No, no, we canceled that. Obama canceled those classes. What's just war? I don't know. You don't kill women and children and execute them on the on the, in in the name of war. You don't just you just don't go in houses and do that. See, 
some of these things, they're not self-evident. They were self-evident back in the 1700s because our churches preached them. Because our churches, shame on all churches, including mine, for not talking about the miracle that was the founding of this nation, the miracle that is the Bill of Rights. Shame on you and shame on me for allowing it to happen and sitting there and just going, yep, 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 yep. Where, why are we learning any of this stuff? Oh, it's okay. Yep, 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 yep. It's not okay. This is what happens. This is what happens when you dismiss that one group of religious extremists actually mean it when they say we are trying to wash the world in blood. I cannot believe that we're sitting here talking about which side is right when one side is literally quoting scripture, their scripture, not yours. Just a quick highlight. The end of their story is the exact opposite of the end of our story. Okay? Two different books. Two different endings. You know how we always say, well, don't worry. We know how it ends. Yeah, not if you're reading their book. It ends just the opposite way. So that would say, if I believe what I believe, they're on the dark side. And we've been talking about it for years here. But America just doesn't care to pay attention because why? Because why? We all just want to get along. We all just want to be able to have that one guy who's wearing a dress say, I can have a baby. Or that one woman that's now wearing pants saying, I can have a baby and I'm a man. Good, good America. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to tell you about Legacy Box, and then I'm going to rant some more. It's not a happy day in my world. Not a happy day in my world. Uh, I haven't even started with the Republicans yet. Memories exist to be preserved. You know, if I had a snapshot of this day, I don't know if I would preserve it, because it's not exactly a happy memory. I would preserve it and then put it in a museum. So maybe possibly when the world returns to its sanity, it will learn from history. But we need to preserve our own history. We need to preserve what America was actually like. Our kids don't understand that. They didn't grow up in that world. This is why you need to get the new photo box from Legacy Box. You have to be the historian in your own life for your own family and your own story in America. You can right now get VIP access to this new photo box. You can get your family's photos professionally scanned for as low as seven cents. That's a 76% discount. It's 76% less than what other brands will charge. I've been singing the praises of Legacy Box for years now because they've helped me preserve so many of my family's memories. Photographs fade over time. The way you need to preserve them is with Legacy Box. 
Legacy Box. Take advantage of the exclusive offer on the new photo Legacy Box today and preserve your past for as low as seven cents. Go to LegacyBox.com slash back. That's LegacyBox.com slash back. Ten seconds. Station ID. How much time do I have, Sarah? Two minutes? All right. Um, let me give you something. Let me give you something that I think is a pick-me-up, okay? And the way that we all need to deal with the people who will just not recognize truth. Uh, this is a candidate for prime minister up in Canada. And um, I don't know anything about him except this interview. And this interview, I think I would elect him based on this. If you happen <laughs> to be just listening to the podcast, it's a guy in a field uh, and he's eating an apple while he's talking to some leftist. Listen to this. Um, on, the, on the topic, I mean, in terms of your sort of strategy currently, you're obviously taking the populist uh, pathway. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, ap- appealing appealing to people's uh, more emotional levels, I would guess. Um, I mean, what certainly, you mean certainly you certainly you tap certainly you tap uh, very strong ideological language quite frequently. Like what? Uh, left wing, you know, this and that. Right wing, you know. I mean, it's that that type I of ideological never talk about, I never really talk about left but or right. Anyways, a lot I don't of people really believe in that. Okay, a lot of people would would say that you're simply taking a page out of the. Donald Trump uh, book. Like which people would say that? Well, I'm sure a great many Canadians. But like who? <laughs> I don't know who, but... Well, you're um, the one who asked the question, so yeah. oh, you must know somebody. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sure there's some out there, but anyways, the, the, point of this, the point of this question is, I mean, why should, why should Canadians trust you with their vote, given, you know... Not not just the sort of ideological inclination in terms of taking the page of Donald the Trump's man book, but never stops eating the apple. He is so fantastic. The Glenn Beck Program. Time has come to up your sleeping game. If you've never slept on a my pillow before, you're in for a treat. If you have slept on a my pillow before, you're still in for a treat. That's because Mike Lindell has come out with the my pillow 2.0. It is. It's technology that he used that wasn't available when he created the first MyPillow. So he's introduced the MyPillow 2.0. It's the smoothest and coolest pillow you're ever going to own because of the temperature-regulating thread that is now out. You're going to rest even more comfortably. Normally, a queen-size MyPillow 2.0 is about 80 bucks, But for a limited time, if you go to MyPillow.com, you can use the promo code BECK and get it for $39.99. MyPillow comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. If you don't like it, you just ship it back. If something goes wrong with it, over 10 years, you get your money back. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener's special square and get the queen size MyPillow for uh, $39.99. That's the MyPillow 2.0, available now. Enter the promo code BECK. Call 800-966-3117. MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. And it's BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Studios America, Glenn TV, back-to-back tonight. Don't miss it. Use the promo code Glenn.
I want to talk to you about the shoreline. I want to talk to you. We right now are adrift in a sea of lies and confusion and chaos. And when you find yourself in times of confusion, you have to ask yourself, is this what I want? Are we getting further away from sanity or closer to it? History shows civilizations do not thrive on whims, but we thrive on unwavering principles and truth. Years ago, I said, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. In the grand tapestry of our of our nation, disagreements are the threads that we weave together. Tax rates, parties, policy debates. We can navigate these. But when we start dismantling the bedrock on which our nation was built, when we start tampering with the eternal truths, we risk the entire structure collapsing. And make no mistake, this is not about Hamas. This is not about Israel. This is not about uh tax policies it's not about global warming this is about the entire structure coming down by design consider this no matter how grand or opulent or how great how wonderful your house is, if it is not built on a strong foundation, it's not going to last. If that foundation is universal principles like the sanctity of life or the simple truths found in the guidelines like the Ten Commandments, then you have something solid to build on. If not, it's a house of cards and the next breeze will send it tumbling. Our bedrock, our house has been built on bedrock that was so strong, it has taken decades to get us into this weak position. And you know what? America may not survive. But those truths, those principles will. And maybe it's just going to be just a few of us leave, lead, uh, living by those principles that refuse to give in. We are now lost in so many different things. The debates on the House Speaker. The hell is happening there? Do you realize Rome is burning? We're lost in the debates now uh, uh, on who's going to be the Speaker. And, and we're now arguing about which one of these two guys that would both be okay which one is going to be our savior? None of them is going to be our savior. None of them. You know why? Because we, the people, are not serious about things. We're not serious about it. We have $33 trillion in debt. And if we were serious about it, then our elected officials would be more serious about it. But we just think we can have it all. We're drowning in this debt and Republicans, Democrats. I mean, Democrats are actually lighting the fires. Republicans are just, you know, 
playing the fiddle while Rome burns. And what happens? As we waste this time, what happens? You're building the story that Republicans don't know how to rule. Republicans can't. Republicans can't take anything seriously. They'll never get anything done. Why will they say that? Because in a very few short weeks, we're going to come up with another budget impasse. And while we're fiddling around trying to figure out who's going to be the leader, what's happening? Nothing. So we'll have a new CR, a blank check to the big and deep state. Our country is drowning in debt. Our citizens are about to experience a greater depression, which most people don't know what it even means because it's never been explained to them. There are no budget cuts that can be considered. It's all just, oh, we have to spend all of it. Instead of seeking the shore, we're told we can fund two wars. We can do that. That's what the Treasury Department said yesterday. We, of course we can. Really? Meanwhile, there's no budget cuts because we got the two wars, but we also have to continue the study, and I'm not making this up, of the lesbian vagina in the Congo. Yeah, there's no budget cuts. Dwight D. Eisenhower told us about this. Now, he was a military man, a military man. And in his farewell address, everybody remembers him warning of the undue influence of the military industrial complex. But that's not just what he said. He said the military, scientific, and educational industrial complex. He cautioned us about the potential rise of a disastrous rise of misplaced power. That the military, the science, and the educational systems would all be gathered around money. And they would serve the master of money through the government. And we're seeing it. We're also seeing this ugly head rise up in what used to be called the free marketplace. I want you to listen to something, a show I did in 2011 while I was still at Fox. Listen to this. There are three groups of people, three groups of people that want a new world order. One, this is your choice. One, one world government. This is open society. This is the United Nations, whatever you want to call it. One world government. They have lots of money, lots of power, and they have NGOs, non-governmental organizations. They're getting that one done. They're organized. This one, this is the caliphate if you're in Iran or Turkey. This one is the United Islamic Nations. This is the one the Muslim Brotherhood is going for now. But it all look like this. It's a new world order. You know, and they have, they're organized too. They have the religion and the mosques and apparently help from Google as well, at least in Europe, or I mean, I'm sorry, in Egypt. And then you have this one, workers union, or they call it state capitalism. Really what it is, is just good old fashioned communism. They have the unions and community organizing, but they're organized. They're moving forward. Uh, as George Soros told me, Oh, there is already, uh, the ship has sailed and it is moving on. Really, has it? Well, it, these three are sailing. They are sailing. What I told you at the time is happening right now. You've got the Islamists. You have the communists and the socialists. Uh, and you have uh, the one world order people all coming together, working together. 
Did you see that in Los Angeles, the Palestinian signs were not just in support of Hamas, but also for DEI? What? 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 How's that happening? They're all working together. Now, what is in our national interest, America? A war? No. A return to truth. And that doesn't cost a dime. It's a treacherous path when government forgets its proper role. And we allow the weeds of chaos to strangle the roots of our foundational principles. Water will wet. Fire will burn. That is always true. These are unwavering, undeniable truths. And just like these truths, they are principles that the nation was built on. Being the United States, United States, is not just a title. It's a declaration. It's a promise. It's a commitment to come together despite our differences. But that is not possible if you don't have principles. If you don't have principles, what are you coming around? What is bringing you together? It's really not hard, but it requires you to sift through the noise, through the chaos. It demands that we reject the falsehoods, the deception, and the lies. To unite, we have to remember the things that our grandparents and our great-grandparents, all the way down to our pilgrims, held dear. Because they, if we want to be the beacon of hope, the symbol of freedom, hell, if we just want our children not to be slaves, then we have to anchor ourselves to universal principles. I'm sorry, I know it's very fashionable to say all kinds of lies today. I know it's very fashionable to be open-minded and say, well, I don't know, Hamas... What don't you know about Hamas? What don't you know about Hamas? And what don't you know about Israel? Israel is exactly like us. They're good sometimes, bad sometimes. Hamas, bad. Always. Always. They are a culture of death. And we have embraced a culture of death. We got to find our way back to the truth. We have to hold fast to the principles that have stood the test of time, our Declaration of Independence, our Constitution, and our Bill of Rights. If we don't, we are going to be swept up in the winds of change. As you look at the news today, remember, principles and truths are not just words. They are the bedrock of our civilization. And as we ponder our path forward, let's make sure we're looking past the fancy, old-timey, dusty words and look at those words and find the underlying, meaningful, and everlasting truths. That is what will make us united 
and unshakable. We're hardworking people, at least we used to be. We're also money spending people. Unfortunately, now is time. Now is the time we're spending a lot of money. Maybe isn't the best thing to do. Of course, we may not have a choice. Bills have to be paid. And because you've got something like credit card debt, that could be bleeding you dry pretty darn fast. And the government uh, and the banks and everything else, not on our side. If you're dealing with debts, maybe it is time to pick up the call, pick up the phone and call American Financing. They're helping people just like you get out from under that debt burden and start to realize some significant savings. Imagine saving $700 every month it would go a long way. Well, that's what they're helping the average customer to save right now through things like mortgage refis. Unlike credit card debt, your mortgage interest tax is uh, your mortgage interest is tax deductible. It stretches the savings even further. So if you're paying 20, 25% interest right now, you can't write that off. But if you roll it into your mortgage, you can talk with their salary-based mortgage consultants. There's no pressure, no upfront fees, and you might be able to delay two mortgage payments. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. In case you didn't know, the things you do with your money matter. And you can often check, uh, you can really like change things in the, the country really f- maybe faster with your wallet than you can with your vote. One way of doing this is by doing things that you actually believe in, things, buying things that are made in America. And when I say made in America, there's a big asterisk on that because everybody says that things are made in America. Most of the time, they're just lying to you. So how do you trust somebody? Who is the person that you can trust? What company can you trust? Well, I can give you one, American Giant. When you buy clothing from American Giant, you know you're getting true American quality. This is a product made with merit, made by people in this country for a fair wage. Every stitch of thread, every metal rivet, every drop of ink is made and assembled right here. This is what they believe in. You're not just buying clothing. You're investing in the process that will help save our country. And you're investing in the independent spirit of American manufacturing. It's something we need to get back, and you can help that with American Giant. Now, of course, you better get good clothes too, right? And that's what you get with American Giant. It's 100% American, but also the higher, highest quality you're going to find anywhere. You can buy it cheaper. You can get lower quality if you want. You can you know, burn a hole through it in, in a couple of wares, but that's not what American Giant is. American Giant is here for you. American-Giants.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash G-L-E-N-N. It's American Giant. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck uh, program. No, I don't have to, but um, welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad that uh, we're glad that you're here today. There's a lot going on. Can you just explain to me what the plan is from these twenty Republicans? Did you read that? I'm sorry, I've just got so much. Did you read that uh, Sean Hannity wrote a letter to uh, some of the Republicans and said, "Hey, I just want to know a couple of questions. What's your plan?" Mm-hmm. 
uh, why won't you vote? Is there anything that would make you vote? And he's like uh, fair questions, very fair questions. And apparently that uh, set some of those Republicans off. They're like, how dare these extremists? Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's so bizarre. I mean, look, they were always they wanted an excuse to not vote for yeah, Jordan, so they're going to blame but it on wait, Sean Hannity or you or somebody else. Yeah, whatever. They can't take responsibility for their their own actions. You were too mean to them. Yeah. So what is their plan besides having a, you know, there are two, what were they, two or three votes away from uh, Hakeem? Yeah, I mean, you'd need Republican votes to get Hakeem Jeffries in. Yeah, I know. But 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 think of this. You're telling me we can't pull off a few of those. I mean, you don't think the Republicans would rather have that? Look, I think that is unlikely as the end of this game. I I, I hope so. I I, I don't think that's going to happen, but it's, I do think the possibility of some moderate candidate or, you know, conservative Democrat slash liberal Republican getting through with (sighs) a lot of democratic votes is a real possibility, especially if if Jordan doesn't get through today. And I think the most like, and I said this to you the other day, I think the most likely, the most likely outcome here is at some point, they just figure out how to give more power to the guy already doing the job the temp guy, uh, McHenry, and push him through, which, again, he's a tight McCarthy ally, and basically, if that happens, you will have gained nothing, You'll probably gain nothing. lost well, something. No. You've lost what you've lost is an ally in your speaker. That's because what the, you've lost. This, because McHenry is not going to do it unless you give him all sorts of re- reasons to believe he's not going to be yeah. McCarthy'd in two days, Yeah, right? So. Yeah. You're going to lose all that power you supposedly had. Again, what is the point of this, I guess? And now, if you get Jordan through, there's a point. Do you think they have a chance? They, it's going to be hard. Last uh, night, they called they called the conference and said, okay, everybody go home. Because it looked like he was getting further away, not closer. Right. And they had to cancel the vote. There's supposed to be another vote coming up here in a little bit. We'll walk you through all the details on that. But, you know, look, he's not close. I don't know how he's going to get over the line. Uh, he, you know, it's going to be really difficult. And, they, you and know, once they, you get past this Jordan those thing. Liberal, those liberal Republicans will make concessions with the Democrats, mm-hmm. but they won't, they won't make any concessions with the extremists that believe in the Constitution. Feelings are hurt, Glenn. Feelings oh, are hurt. Oh, no. The Glenn Beck Program. Glenn Beck program. 
All right, the good news is uh, that none of the stuff happening in the Middle East is biblical. (laughs) At all. So don't worry about that. Uh, The time for choosing is here, gang. You have to decide what side you are on, good or evil. And it is pretty clear to me. Uh, Last night, we had uh, in, in Jordan, of all places, and in Palestine, we had... Palestinians and those who were supporting the Palestinians try to bust in to our embassy. Thank goodness they didn't get past any of the gates, but we are in a different world and it could go global quickly. And do we even have a Republican Party that is watching the news? I'm, I'm not really sure. Uh, we'll talk about that and the and the plan going forward. And also uh, hard truths. Who are you? And will you stand? And what does that mean in today's world? All coming up in 60 seconds. First, when you go into a grocery store to buy food for yourself and your family, what's the first thing you look at when you get to the meat aisle? Price, right? And then the sell-by date. And you're getting closer and closer to the sell-by date because it's cheaper. Uh, We don't even really pay attention whether it's made in America anymore, but we better pay attention to that because that those farmers and those ranchers are the ones that are the backbone of our food industry and our government and everybody else is doing the best they can to destroy those ranchers well that's one of the reasons good ranchers is here they want to give you the top quality meat they want to support our american ranchers 100 percent american uh chicken beef and pork and also fish now at good ranchers but also Uh, They do a lot of good keeping those guys in business and save you money in the long run. It's GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. Get $25 off of any box that you do. Do some serious good for yourself, your family, and others by having American meat delivered to your door. From GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save $25 off at GoodRanchers.com. Uh, all right, Stu, can you just I, I watched this vote yesterday and in so much frustration. Um, and then I, I listened last night uh, about the meetings that were happening and uh, it didn't go well. It did not go well. <laughs> that's a good summary mm-hmm. uh, of the entire process. Yes, that's true. There were 20 votes against Jordan. On the Republican side, a bunch of votes for McCarthy, a bunch of votes for Scalise, a few for Lee Zeldin, uh, you know, some other various uh, votes here and there. But generally speaking, those are the three pockets of votes. And we can go through the names if you want at some point, if you want to go through the the 20. Yeah, just give them. Quickly, Don Bacon of Nebraska, Ken Buck of Colorado, Lori Chavez de Remer of Oregon, Anthony D'Esposito of New York. Mario Diaz-Balart of Florida, Jake Elzey of Texas, Andrew Garabino of New York, Carlos Jimenez of Florida, Tony Gonzalez of Texas, Kay Granger of Texas, Mike Kelly. There's no reason for Texas. There's no reason for Texas. None. No excuse. None. What are these people thinking? Anyway, go ahead. Mike Kelly of Pennsylvania, Jen Kiggins of Virginia, John James of Michigan, Nick LaLotta of New York, 
uh, Doug LaMalfa of California. I will say with LaMalfa specifically, he, I believe, said after this vote that he would be a yes on Jordan the next time. Not exactly sure the reasoning for that, but he said he would be coming on board. We'll see if that's true today. Mike Lawler of New York, John Rutherford of Florida, Mike Simpson of Ohio, of Idaho, uh, Victoria Sparts of Indiana, someone we've friends, of, a friend of the show, and, and someone we like, um, and Steve Womack of Arkansas. Those are your twenty that went on there. And this just gets this is such an important day, uh, and this Jordan series of votes is crucial because it's a probably our last chance to make things better. Right uh-huh. after this, your your best case scenario is about uh-huh. equal with McCarthy, probably. Um, so this is your last chance to make things better. And after this, things start setting in. Like, how do you feel about these twenty people? I know some of them you like, but there's a couple of them in that you, that you probably do like. But generally speaking, like the the moderate Republican who's stopping this process, how do you feel about that person right now? Uh, not good. Not good. Not good. Not and, good. And here's and here's why. Um, we have a budget. That has to be solved before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And every day you waste is another day that we're not going to get to that budget. And I'm telling you right now, the budget is going to come right before the holidays. And just as predicted before any of this, they're not going to do anything. They're going to pass another continuing resolution. And that will just give more power to the deep state to do whatever it is they want because Congress will not do its job and pass actual budgets. And the world is on fire. You know, Mm -hmm. you have you right now have Joe Biden over uh, in Israel trying to look like he's tough. Now, I appreciate the fact that he's over there. I appreciate the fact that he's talking strong on Israel. I don't believe him or anybody in his administration when it comes to Israel. You caused the problem. Even the Middle East, you know, Saudi Arabia and everybody else coming out and saying he refused to engage and then he canceled the peace process that Trump had going for him. Uh, So, you know, uh, he caused the problem. However, where are the Republicans? Where is Congress? How are they, how are you going to do anything to stop a, more money going to Hamas? He's now asking, I think today, for a hundred billion dollars cut between Israel and uh, Ukraine. Okay, great, great, another hundred billion dollars. So you know, in today's dollars adjusted for inflation, the entire Marshall Plan, which was rebuilding Europe, cost us a hundred and fifty billion dollars. Okay, this will bring our Ukraine and, you know, our giveaways here for this uh, over two hundred billion dollars. And we should also note that we just gave Ukraine a new type of missile that uh, the reason we held off on it for a long time is because the White House and military experts were worried that Vladimir Putin may see it as a red line. Mm hmm. And then we just did it anyway. We are headed for a global war. Okay. That, uh, well, what happened to the miracle? What happened to all that miracle talk? Whatever happened to all that one in a million talk? Yeah. Well- it, it died on the floor of the house yesterday. Um, the, I mean, there could be a miracle, but it will take a miracle. I, I'm telling you this, hoping that I am wrong, but my job is to warn you and to tell you God is very aware of you, your problems, 
everything that is going on. None of this is coming as a surprise to him. Trust in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Trust in him. Make a compact, or if I dare say it, a covenant with him. That is our hope. That is our rock. It says it on our money. Do any of us actually mean it anymore? So let me back up a little bit. I think you just showed how annoyed you are with these representatives that have blocked the Jordan situation. Because it is because there are so many things to do. Right. Really important things. Get the job done. If one of them came to you and said, hey, can you help me with this right now? Some issue they're working on. How responsive would you be to that particular request? Would you, you be mean, like, you know what, I'll do... A, as part of a deal to get them to vote or just... Yeah, like no. if they came to you and said, hey, you know what, we want to get our guy in. Like we got this, we got one of these, one of the people on this 20 and we want to get them as the Speaker of the House. Can, can, wanna work, can you work with me on that? Most likely you'd be like, screw off, right? You just blew up our one chance. Now I'll look at it. If the I'll guy's look at it. Pers- if it's good, right. I'd do it. But the chances of, of that um, very uh, high in, uh, high-minded view penetrating... Every one of these Republicans who's very now annoyed at the Jordan thing not going through is low. So now you've created, we have three groups of these people. Yep. The people who really liked McCarthy, who are furious at people like Matt Gates for blowing up the McCarthy. So am I. So am I. Not for blowing it up, yep. but for blowing it up without a plan. Mm. So am I. Then Sorry, you- Matt. Yeah, I mean, it's not a, and it's not even about him. I mean, look, there was eight people who voted for it. Uh, it's not a, it's not a it's not an individual, you know, no, personal criticism, but it is like it's it, look, we're risking something significant here. And the upside, unless you, Jordan gets through, is hard to see. Not good. But but let's go through these groups. Number one is the McCarthy group. They're pissed off that, that McCarthy's they're loyal. They're best friends with McCarthy. They mm-hmm. were working with them. They had high positions. They had they were annoyed that this got blown up. Right. Yes. Then Scalise wins that initial vote over Jordan. He gets to probably about the same level that Jordan got to behind the scenes. He never, they never had an official vote, but he's probably around that area. And those people now who are best friends with Scalise and have worked with him for enough. Now those people are annoyed and say, those two groups say, I'm never giving Matt Gates what he wants. I'm never giving those Jordan people what they want. Screw them. Now Jordan gets really close. And now there's Jordan's best friends and all the people that work with him. And now that third group has been created. And those people are like, you blew up Jim Jordan out of spite. I'm never giving you what you want. And now you have 20, 30 representatives who are basically dedicated to never give the thing that the other side wants to them. Now you have a situation where moderates can look around and say, you know what? This is untenable. It's never, we're never going to get to 217. And with anyone over here, what if we go to the Democrats and pull 10, 20, 30, 100, 200 of them together to put someone we can all agree on in place? And now we've gone from McCarthy, who wasn't great, to another option who could have been better, to now something much, much worse and potentially catastrophic because if you get someone that the democrats want and you can pull over just five think of how we feel about these moderate republicans today you the democrats need to bribe five of them five and they can have whoever they want you're telling me five of these people are not vulnerable to that sort of treatment 
to committee appointments, to uh, to perks, to promises. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I bet they are. Hang on just a second. Maybe not today, but as soon yeah. as they have proven and as soon as people start to say the Republicans can't get anything done. Yes. We've got to get something done. Then they'll vote with the Democrats, maybe not for Hakeem Jeffries, but for somebody yeah. else. Mm-hmm. And they'll go with the Democrats and they'll say, look, we have to get the work done for the American people. And it's a W for the Democrats. And this is why today is so important. And the next few days, I don't know that Jordan gets through today, but if they can get Jordan through, this solves a lot of this. Once these factions start getting you larger think and that larger, there's a chance. I, I don't think there's a good chance, but I will say um, I'm hopeful as you just you, we've been talking a little bit about miracles today. Maybe there's one in store for us. I don't know. Uh, but I, looking at the math, I think it's very difficult to get there. In fact, there's a good chance. The reason they didn't have this vote yesterday is because they thought there'd be more than 20 who opposed Jim Jordan. Now, there are a couple. I mentioned LaMalfa, who seems like he's on the Jordan side now. There's another representative who was at a funeral yesterday who will come back and vote for Jordan. They can now lose four and not just three uh, on the Republican side. But this math is really difficult, Glenn. And, and if they can't get over the hump here, you create a problem where there's just a stalemate between all of these factions. It could get passed through still, but you know how petty Washington politicians are. And if they are, if they remain uh, consistent with their past behavior, you're in a situation where it's going to be basically impossible to get any Republican across that line. And if you can't get a Republican across that line, they're not going to go, you know, 15 months without a speaker. The Democrats will come up with something. They've already tried. They've already tried. The, they've already floated the George W. Bush trial balloon. They've already uh, floated a, uh, a balloon on McHenry, which... If Jordan doesn't get through, you're starting to get to the point where, well, McHenry looks like the best that's going to happen out of this. Mm-hmm. And every, McHenry is essentially exactly uh, McCarthy, except you'll have less defenses if he decides to do things that, uh, that annoy us. Because he will take out, he will strip all those things that were utilized against McCarthy. Or he won't do the job. You see, like, it feels like they should just get this done. But you see how difficult it is. The answer to this, of course, long term, is to make sure your majority is not four people because this makes it almost impossible. The media keeps coming after the Republicans They're like, oh, it's Republicans in chaos. I, they can't get anything done. Well, you know what? When you have the smallest majority in the history of the government, it's really hard to do this stuff. You know, it's better than having the minority. But it's very difficult to get anything done when you have a four-seat majority. you you got to run candidates in purple districts that we won't always be excited about to make that majority 30 or 40, and then this stuff is easy. But until you get that stuff done, you're in this situation. And this is going to be, I, I wouldn't be surprised if whoever gets this role gets thrown out again. you got a four-seat majority. Well, with that... Uh, being said, maybe we should not call our congressman. We should call our God today. Um, <laughs> Wait, you have that number? Can we call? <laughs> oh, you'd be, oh, you would be God. amazed on who's in my Rolodex. He doesn't take my calls, however. Um, <laughs> by the way, Biden is speaking. Can we hear just a little bit of uh, what Biden is saying? We will be safe, secure, yeah. there you go. Democratic. Okay, good. Thank you. That was That's, actually better than I expected. Yeah. Uh, he's, um, United States is going to stand. He's asking for unprecedented aid or promising unprecedented aid to Israel. 
God only knows what that means. And now he's teetering off the stage. Um, All right. Let me tell you about uh, Relief Factor. Cheryl wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She said, I've just been diagnosed with uh, bone on bone hip issues. I had an accident where a huge chair fell on my knees. I've been going up, uh, pain going up and down my legs kept me from sleeping at night. I've tried everything. Relief Factor is the only thing that helped. I can sleep again. Thank you. Cheryl, thank you. I'm glad you gave Relief Factor a try. Stay away from chairs, I guess. When you're living with pain, life can be a real struggle. Finding the right way to deal with that pain is not fun, but please try to give Relief Factor just a shot. All you have to do is call them or just go online at relieffactor.com. The number, if you want to call, is 800-4-RELIEF, 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Order the 1995 three-week quick start. They'll tell you right up front. Try it for three weeks. If it's not working for you, stop taking it. But million, a million-plus people have been taking Relief Factor now, have ordered the quick start, and 70% of them go on to order more month after month. See if you're part of that 70% and can get your life back. ReliefFactor.com, 800, the number four, Relief. ReliefFactor.com, feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. Glenn, you mentioned Biden was speaking, and I wanted to give you some of his incredible knowledge here, and I have a quote from him, and I think you'll really appreciate this. Is this from the speech? This is from his one of his appearances today. Mm-hmm. He said, quote, I asked the Secretary of State when he and I were working in the Senate to write something for me. And he said he wrote a line that I think is appropriate. He said, I want you to take this to heart. Okay. It's not we lead. It's not just well, I won't go into it. I'll wait till later. I'm taking too much time. And I thought that was really profound. Well, I mean... Because a lot of times, Glenn, when you get three quarters of a way through a quote, you realize, I can't finish the last two words of this quote. I'm running out of time here. I need to stop, say five more sentences that are longer than what it would have been to finish the quote. It's not that he forgot what the quote was or his brain just shut off midstream. It's that he just didn't want to take any more time he was concerned about the time for the next two words of that quote that he had already butchered previously you are not a ray of sunshine in my little basket today we are screwed glenn okay, <laughs> okay. we need I, a miracle you're okay. right this, on that i i find myself in a very odd position because Stu is the one who's supposed to talk me down from the tree yes so I, now i've i think i have to start talking you down to the tree you finally joined me in the tree of doom. It's the, I'm, yeah. I, I'm in the tree of doom that that is grown next to a cliff, and I'm jumping off the top of it. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. No, I mean, look, this is something that Biden does all the time when his when his brain shuts off like yeah. a mid seventies, right. You know, Fiat engine. He. <laughs> He just will act like, oh, it's not that I don't know what I'm saying right now, but it's, it's that I'm out of time and I just got to stop. Ah, oh, you guys don't want to hear that. I've gone too far. It's not. It's an excuse. He's lying. His brain you, has stopped. I know, but it's the Fiat engine, not in a Fiat. It's 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 been put into the engine of a plane. That's what's running the plane when it shuts off, because we're now <laughs> sitting at the edge of global war. 
global war. Oh gosh, we are screwed. Uh, you gotta, you gotta ask yourself who you are. It, am I? It does evil even exist? And if so, do we fight it? How do we fight it? And try to give you that answer coming up. The Glenn Beck Program. Cybercrime is a gift that keeps on giving. Even after you get what they've taken back, if you get it back, you can still be looking at damaged credit rating, compromised employment, background checks. I mean, all kinds of stuff. You might not even be able to pay your bills on time, and even that piles up. That's why it's so much better to have LifeLock. Everything you could, everything you have, could be on the line right now. Don't wait for somebody to steal your personal identification, your identity, and start protecting yourself from it. It's equally important to realize that there are measures that you can take to help keep all of this bad stuff from happening. And this is where having LifeLock by Norton installed can save you so much money and hassle. Nobody can prevent all identity theft. Nobody even claims that they could possibly do that. But with LifeLock by Norton, you've got the best of the best watching your back. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25% now, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com, promo code BECK. It's Studios America, Glenn TV, back-to-back. Do not miss it. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. As uh, we approach uh, the renewing of the American Covenant, which was done by George Washington, our pilgrims, and Abraham Lincoln, uh, that is happening on this program the week before Thanksgiving. I invite you to join. You can find out all the information at glennbeck.com. Just look for the 40 Days and Nights uh, program right on the front page. Skip Moen is uh, with us. Um, he was on with us a couple of weeks ago. He was fascinating, um, talking about how the, the Beatitudes have been mistranslated. And it's, it's so much more beautiful and deep the way uh, he has explained it. But we wanted to get him on um, to talk a little bit about good and evil. And what is the solution here? He's written a great article. You can find it at skipmoen.com. Uh, about what the biblical solution is, but he says, nobody's ever going to want to do it, but I don't know. I think we've tried everything else. Maybe we should go with God's plan. Skip, welcome. Thank you, Glenn. And yeah, it's a good idea. Let's go with God's plan. Yeah. So, so so the, the solution to the inhumanity of, of humans or Hamas in this case. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd like to make a, a little caveat first. I, I have never been to Gaza. I've been to Israel many times. I have friends who live there. I know a lot of rabbis there. I've went, been to the West Bank. And so my perspective will be, you know, on the side of Israel's struggle against this evil in order for them to have peace. Um, I recognize that there are huge humanitarian issues, but the 
But I think that we have to back up a little bit and, and remember that this conflict really isn't a conflict about the issues of uh, Gaza and its uh, political and social environment. It's a, it's a conflict between those who wish to exterminate the Jew at any cost, the real enemy, the evil part of that, and the rest of the world. It's not just about Israel. It's about do we allow human humans who are absolutely intent on the on the obliteration of an entire ethnic group or a race or whatever it happens to be, do we allow them to continue, or do we stand up and do something about it? Well, why is it that we always seem to get to this place and then we turn a blind eye? Uh, for instance, this is what happened in, in Germany. Hitler was very clear on what he was going to do, um, but then he yeah. hid it. These people aren't hiding it. Um, it is in their their mission statements, their charter. They say it all the time. People who are protesting for them on the streets all over the world are saying, you know, death to the Jews, death to Israel, gas the Jews. And yet we always seem to say, well, no, they don't really mean that. <laughs> I, you know, I think that uh, that is definitely part of the problem, but that that comes about because I think in in our west in mo, in the modern western world we have succumbed to the the um, enlightenment delusion of the goodness of all men and we have been lulled to sleep by a church that has preached god is love uh, without talking about the other side of the coin i mean the the biblical model is pretty clear um god is love and he expects people to um respond to that love with a kind of a character and society that reflects his character and society. But, but the point is that there is another side of the coin, and, that, and, and you know, the, the principal examples of that in the biblical world are the flood, Sodom and Gomorrah, what happens to Elimelech. Uh, all, the, there are plenty of, of uh, examples of harsh judgment when uh, it's determined that the you know that the population is beyond redemptive uh, qualities that it no longer exhibits those kinds of of behaviors that qualify them as part of human society and, and I think when we see that happen you know we we are i mean clearly God takes care of some of that stuff in the bible and and I think we as as men who want to men and women who want to reflect his character, we have to do the same we have to remember that. This isn't just, uh, you know, an issue over some humanitarian crisis. This is an issue about whether or not, you know, we have the fortitude to stand up for what's right. Or if we even know what's right anymore. Um, And uh, the judgment comes harsher on those who claim, I think, to be on the side of the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob when they fail um, than it does even sometimes on the enemies. Um, they seem to continue to go on, but uh, the the nations, and I'm speaking here of ours and Israel, the nations that uh, make a covenant with God and claim to be on God's side, when they they stop, they're they're allowed to feel the full repercussions of what they've sown. Yeah, I you know I think again it's. Uh it's a problem with with our 
current theology that teaches us that God is love and he loves everyone and we should love everyone. And we've forgotten the, the element of wrath that comes along behind that, that says, you know, there is a responsibility toward, um, toward peace and, and uh, loving kindness toward others. And when you fail in that, uh, there's a judgment that comes. Uh, you know, so, what remi- it reminds me, Glenn, of the terrible decision that Truman had to make in dropping yes. the atomic bomb on Japan. I mean, certainly there were humanitarian issues involved, but it was also, in, the, in a split second, the end of the war. I mean, it, it just finished everything that needed to be stopped in order for the war to not continue on and on and on uh, in, a, in a slow way. And I think that, you know, Israel faces the same thing. You cannot allow um, an organization, as you said, whose very constitution calls for the obliteration of every one of your citizens. That, that isn't society. That, that's, a, you know, that's a culture of death. And that's that that that, that, that is also it's also why the rest of the Arab world will not take them in because every time they come in, there's a civil war in their nation Uh, and it's it's a it's a seed of chaos. So what are you saying that uh, Israel just goes until there's nothing left? I, I, you know, I don't want uh, people to be confused about the, you know, the, the, the Palestinian people who are not subject or part of the Hamas movement, because certainly there are some. The problem is sorting it out. The problem is that Hamas controls that environment in such a way that they use those people uh, to accomplish their own purposes as Correct. well. Uh, you, you can't. You know, it's not possible to eradicate Hamas without collateral damage. It just isn't possible because of the way that they operate, right? And the, but the point is, you have to eradicate them. If you don't, you will, it, you know, you remember um, when Joshua mistakenly makes a treaty with a group of people, God has said to him, listen, I want the land cleaned of all these people so that when even the animals occupy it, there's no corruption. And he mistakenly makes a treaty with people who misrepresent who they are, and he makes a covenant with them, and then he keeps that promise. And of course, what that what happens is over the next generations, that mistake grows and fosters an entire um, resident population within the land that causes nothing but chaos and destruction from that point on. And I think that's what Israel faces here. They, they, if they don't exterminate this issue, they, it will continue. It will just, it'll just spring up someplace else. And your point. Okay. Hang on just a second. Cause you use the word exterminate. I want to make sure. Yeah. Exterminate yeah. Hamas, not exterminate all Palestinians. Yeah. That's right. You're yeah, okay. after Hamas. This is an issue about evil. It's not an I- issue about people, right? It's an issue about how do you combat true evil in the world. And your your point about the Arab nations not wanting them is a really clear indication that there's a real problem here. Right. Not just Israel's problem. Is These this any people- different than what we had in World War II? I mean, with the Nazis, we didn't want to kill all of the Germans. But we'll kill no. enough of the Germans until they start saying, no, we're not part of this. We want nothing to do with the Nazis. 
Yes, I think it's very similar. But there's one important exception, and that is that um, Germany, uh, the war that Germany started that, that with that Hitler started was not a was not based in a religious ideal, and Hamas is basically um, their 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 thinking is basically uh, an, a religious idea that allows no negotiation, no surrender, and no uh, qualification at all. In other words, they will, they will um, achieve, attempt to achieve their objective, no matter what the cost is to the people around them or to themselves, because in their mind, there's only one objective, and that's the extermination of all Jews. And it doesn't matter if it takes every single one of them to do it, which is why negotiating or trying to come up, up with a political solution is never going to work. It just it will, just won't happen. Skip, as a as a uh, uh, a Bible scholar, um, you you must see you know Gog Magog, Russia, Iran, never been in an alliance before. They're in an alliance now. The words of those followers uh, in Iran, all of the clerics are what are called Twelvers. Um, they believe in the Twelfth Imam, and I believe their good guy is our bad guy, and our good guy is their bad guy um, yeah. in, in their end times uh, philosophies and stories. And they're talking about this is the war to uh, bring in the promised one. This They're talking about a war that is biblical in nature. How concerned are you of this getting into a, a global war and, and something that at least looks an awful lot like uh, end times kind of predictions? Yeah, um, certainly there's a concern um, because an ideological war uh, doesn't function in the same way that any past war that we're aware of in modern history, right? Our, our wars were all based on basically um, uh, gain and loss. Uh, so we, we went to war when we thought we could achieve a victory uh, with the reasonable results um, and, and have some positive Im- impact for ourselves. But an ideological war doesn't work that way. And as you pointed out, a religious war um, has a uh, you know, it has a, a purpose. Its only purpose is to fulfill the mission that God gives you. And um, and in this case, if God gives them the mission that means that they will bring about the end of the world, then, you know, their eschatological concern really f- motivates this yeah. uh, fervor, this, this, this insane um, behavior and and justifies it all because in the end you're cleaning the world for the um coming of the you know of the 12th or the or the messiah right yeah their messiah not ours um skip uh thank you so much i appreciate it if you want to read more from skip we'd love to have you on again skipmoen.com skipmoen.com best of uh best of everything to you stay safe uh Let me uh, tell you about our sponsor this half hour. The fight for life is called that for a reason. Standing up against the evils of abortion in this country is an uphill battle. It's one that we have to win. Uh, If we're ever going to redeem the soul of America, we all have to be standing. At the forefront of this movement toward a better tomorrow for the unborn is the Ministry of Preborn. But they could use your help. When you donate $28 to Preborn... 
you're going to offer a free ultrasound to an expectant mother caught in crisis. And once she hears the heartbeat and sees the precious life, her baby's chance of life doubles. Plus, Preborn continues to help provide critical care for the mom and for the baby for an additional two years. Now, your tax-deductible gift will go directly to that cause. So please, sponsor one of these precious children's lives today. Give uh, generously if you can. You will not regret saving a baby's life. For $28, you have a 50-50 shot of saving a baby's life. The difference between life and death Maybe you. All tax-deductible uh, donations, you can donate at pound 250. Say the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby. Or you can go to preborn.com slash Beck. Preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. The Glenn Beck Program. This is so difficult because Hamas is keeping people um, in Gaza. They are taking car keys. They are doing everything they can to keep people in Gaza. Because they want the death. They love death. The hospital. Now, I'm seeing two reports. MSNBC. I can't believe they're this bad, but maybe they are. Um uh, the hospital, we now have pictures of the daylight. The hospital is fine. It was the parking lot that blew up. And, I mean, we've seen pictures now from the inside of the hospital, and it's fine. You know, there's no, there's, there's no fires or anything seemingly in the hospital. MSNBC is showing uh, completely different footage of the just this massive wreckage. And they're saying with the headline below it, like hospital hundreds are dead. They're still sticking by this ridiculous right. claim from Hamas, which everyone at this point knows is false. Now, there is some uh, there was some damage there. What basically seems to happen is Palestinians who want to not get bombed and don't have a place to go wind out basically camping out in uh, parking lots. And why? Of hospitals. And be- why? Because they know the Israelis won't fire at hospitals. Hmm. So... They fired at a hospital that shows that it at its very worst, Israel, something went wrong. Right. But we pretty much know that's not the case now. Right. I mean, we, it, we I mean, the every of piece it. of evidence they'd have. I mean, you know, obviously stuff can get manipulated, but even the New York Times has confirmed some of these videos. If you don't believe the IDF, uh, even the New York Times has confirmed some of these videos. So. Long story short, it was a bad incident. Does not seem like hundreds were killed. Hospital was not destroyed. Yet MSNBC still seems to be showing footage that would make you believe it was. And still saying hundreds dead in hospital strike. We are going to talk to uh, the deputy editor of the Washington Free Beacon. He is uh, living in Israel and he's not coming back.
about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. The president uh, is in Israel, just gave a speech, defense of Israel. Uh, I, I can't figure him out. It's like the arsonist, you know, showing up at the fire, telling the firemen, hey, you, you keep, I'm supporting you, just keep going. But maybe that's just me. Uh, the Israeli people need to hear somebody standing up for them and defending them, especially with the lies that are coming out now about this hospital. Uh, our embassies are under attack all over the Middle East. Uh, this looks like it is spreading into something uh, much, much worse. You know, I I was talking to uh, somebody the other day, and they said, why don't the Israelis just leave? They, their families are in danger. Why don't they just leave? And I looked at him, and I said, and go where? And go where? They're kicked out of, uh, of every uh, nation they're in. Or if... If they try to defend themselves in a foreign nation, they're called the problem. This is it. This is this is why Israel exists. So they have a right to stand up for themselves and defend themselves because Jews have a right to live. I don't know. Call me crazy. Andrew Tobin is the Washington Free Beacon deputy editor. He's an American citizen. He moved over to cover Israel a couple of years ago with his family, and he has decided I'm staying, even though there have been calls for Americans to evacuate. He and his family are standing in Israel. Andrew joins us from Israel in just a second. First, let me tell you about uh, Goldline. The violence is surging. Global market response have been swift and decisive. Investors are making a rush for the doors to safe haven assets, hedging their bets against you know a glow uh, a, a growing geopolitical global war. Uh, the appeal of assets like gold and U.S. Treasuries has been strengthened. U.S. stock futures are experiencing a dip, but gold is going up here in the United States. We are not immune to the global economic ripples. Uh, they, we are very, very vulnerable. Here's what I would like you to do. I'd like to ask you to call Goldline and find out if gold or silver is right for you. I'm not telling you to buy it. I'm telling you to do your own homework. It may not be right for your family. It is definitely right for mine. Goldline offers a ray of stability. As the world spins out of control, consider diversifying anything that you do have so everything's not in one basket for this week goldline is uh, offering you this opportunity to pur- uh, to uh, purchase a tube of quarter ounce gold mayflower rounds and get a five pack of their popular two ounce silver maple flex bars for free don't wait for the storm to hit already on shore and coming your way fortify your financial future with gold from goldline 866 goldline 866 Goldline. Andrew Tobin is with us now. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Glenn. It is uh, it is nice to uh, to talk to you. First, let's get an update from uh, of what's happening there. I know the president just gave a speech to Israel and the world. What does that mean to people who are in Israel? And how is it going to be viewed in uh, the Middle East? Yes, uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, um, 
President Biden just arrived, um, gave a speech, and he also um, he also backed the uh, Israeli Israeli uh, the Israeli take on the blast at the at the Gaza hospital. Right. He noted that uh, U.S. intelligence also uh, confirmed that Israeli intelligence has concluded that 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 was. Uh, an Islamic Jihad rocket and not an Israeli rocket, as so many uh, in the in the international and U.S. media falsely reported. Um, I think that people we've been so far. I think Israelis are skeptical people, and um, uh, and I, I, and I don't think anyone is expecting the Biden administration to to uh, necessarily save Israel. But I think we've so far been People here have been pleasantly surprised by yeah. by Biden's backing of Israel, at least rhetorically, yeah. given uh, his, his record with Iran and some of the uh, rhetoric by members of the Democratic Party in, in Washington, D.C. Horrible. Horrible. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Israel is the one ally that we have that... You know, uh, while we're they are asking for aid, they're the one ally that is like, well, no, 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 no. You're not going to fight our battles. We'll fight our battle. Um, you just you just want some cover and somebody saying, no, Israel has a right to do that, um, which is which is odd. And the only ally that we have that is very capable of fighting their own battle. But this looks like it is going into a regional war quickly. Is that your take on the ground there? Um, that is the fear. Yeah. Um, things are heating up with Hezbollah in the north. Um, with even in Syria, there's been some, uh, some, uh, exchanges of fire. And of course, Israel is now preparing to, or is, seems to be preparing to launch a ground assault into the Gaza Strip, which is, you know, where the, where the terror, the Hamas terrorists came from um, on October seventh. So yeah, we and actually in following the uh, the false reporting um, and the false claims from the Palestinians about the hospital bombing, things have, as you as you mentioned, things have become much more inflamed as far as protests in the West Bank. Um, uh, mobs uh, surrounding U.S. embassies, uh, including in in Lebanon and Beirut. So yeah, things appear to be escalating. I I, I don't know. I don't think anyone knows for sure um, where it's going. And and maybe uh, I think I think most Israelis hope that it does not that that the war is contained to the Gaza Strip and that we can deal with. Uh, the terrorists who came and and uh, slaughtered our civilians and took a couple hundred of them hostage uh, without having to fight a, a regional war, but but um, it's definitely a very real possibility that that things could escalate. Yeah, and that's not going to stay a regional war. That'll go global, unfortunately. I fear. Um, there's an opinion poll yep. that I read in your article. Four in five Jewish Israelis blame the government. For the rampage, uh, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, there was actually another another poll 
that came out either yesterday or today in a in a um, Israeli newspaper that uh, that showed an even higher number. I think it was ninety four percent of Israelis think the government is to blame for this. Uh, it's been in, it's basically it was a it was a massive intelligence and military military failure, or at least that's what it appears to. Or I think we can just say that definitively. It was a massive intelligence and military failure that that these uh, what we what we're kind of seen as uh, barbarian terrorists, not a particularly um, sophisticated group, were able to burst across the high tech Israeli border um, and do so much damage. And the border remained unsecured for for uh, many hours, I believe, days. Uh, there were still there were there were regular uh, Palestinian citizens from Gaza, not affiliated with Hamas, streaming into the country, oh participating gosh. in the atrocities, holding people hostage, robbing them. There's reports that they were involved in rapes and assaults and kidnappings. So it was a massive failure to to predict that. Uh, and apparently, there was there there were indications, and it, it should have been detected. And to um, prevent it. And to deal with, you know, it took, there were just heroic stories of, of Israeli soldiers. Um, I was seen on Israeli TV last night. There was a, one young man who killed dozens and dozens of terrorists in a, in a small Israeli village near the border. Um, but he was just on his own with a couple, a couple of his friends, um, you know, like basically uh, fighting the, uh, fighting Hamas terrorists as they, as they continue to flood in and, and no one came to the rescue. Um, so, so people are very, um, people, Israel is a, is a diverse country. People don't always know that. That's yeah. Half of the country is um, Jews from the Middle East who, who were actually expelled by the Arab countries and forced to uh, take, uh, to take shelter or to move to Israel. Um, and, and so, um, and there's lots of different types of uh, right. there are Christians and there's different types of Jews and there's um, there's even a, a quite a few Jews the Jews from Russia and Africa. No, I mean so honestly, it's, it's very if, diverse if, if you've ever been to Israel yeah, or just around Jewish people, that I'm telling you, you have two rabbis, you have five opinions. Uh, I mean, it's like it's <laughs> it's right. crazy. And then we have the Arabs and and uh, right complicated. So we are a very divided country, and we we've we've had our fair share of. Uh, of beefs and quarrels lately, but um, this event, as you might expect, kind of like um, after 9-11 in the United States, united everyone, has united everyone, and it's been, um, it's been a real national effort to, uh, to recover from this and to rally for, for a war in response to this, but at the same time, people have apparently lost all faith in the government, so it's a very kind of grassroots effort. Um, and and it's not uh, being led by our politicians. In fact, it, uh, yeah, this is widely anticipated that after this war there will be a reckoning and and um, kind of a house cleaning. Is this is this um, translating over also to negotiating with Hamas all the time? I mean, is the idea at least the feeling that we have here is. Israel's had enough of this little game of we want a two-state solution. No, you don't. No, you don't. Um, you know, and and you're you're barbarians, and you can't. We can't deal with you. Or is 
what's happening to the rest of the world. Like, you know, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's not be too rash here. Is that happening at all in Israel? Yes, I, th- I think in Israel, the the there has been, I think the idea of a two-state solution has, has been kind of, was discredited in Israel long before um, this. the U.S. And, and American Jews caught up. So there isn't a lot of faith in a two-state solution. We, it's pretty clear that there's no partner for peace right now, even those who would very much like to see peace, which is probably a majority of the country, still holds out hope. But no one expects it anytime soon. Uh, this this has definitely no one is talking about about uh, about reconciliation right now. This has definitely um, kind of driven home the point that there um, that Israel has to fight for its existence, and there's there's no one to talk to about about a two state solution at the moment. We are seeing uh, some really frightening things here in America uh, and all over the world. London. Uh, with these Palestinian support groups that are, you know, uh, you know, exhilarated is the quote from one uh, one uh, college professor um, by the the killing and the the killing of innocents and and the executions that that happened by uh, Gaza. And, you know, there are some politicians now here in America saying maybe we should uh, deport some of these people. Can 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 the rest of the world live with the Palestinians? How do you how do you know who the good Palestinians are and who the bad Palestinians are? That's a tough question. I'll, I think what I could say, um, I, I, I by the way have been a reporter in Israel for uh, I, I was I was I'm an American Jew. My my father is Jewish, and I grew up in the U.S. And I moved here about a decade ago to report, and I met it. Uh, I met an Israeli girl and fell in love and, and started a family. And now, and now I'm I've been stuck here ever since. Happily stuck here um, for the most part, but stuck here. Um, so I'm I'm Israeli now, and I live an Israeli life. Um, but I'm 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 American um, first and foremost in some ways, and um, and I have been really appalled by the response from parts of the left and the media in the U.S. to this. And I think a lot of even liberal American Jews are kind of waking up that there's a bigger problem here, that you see Mm. so much of an an overlap between a kind of radical Islamist ideology and and what's supposed to be progressive worldview in just the, the... the hatred of of America and Israel and and you know the, the West in general, um, the the rejection of kind of liberal basic liberal principles about you know uh, equality under the law and um, all people being equal and a, more of a, a worldview that's about oppression and power and vengeance and retribution and yeah, yeah it's been very very disheartening, worse than I would have even expected in a lot of ways. Um, there have been some, you know, there's been some bright spots, of course. Um, Biden has been less bad than, than feared, and there's been some sympathy for Israel and the media and everything. But, you know, yeah, you see what the Rashida yeah. would believe, yeah. and, you know, and Omar's Black Lives Matter and the 
Harvard students, and you see the the you know the really atrocious reporting on this on this uh, hospital blast that that um, was pretty clearly carried out, or maybe it was an accident, but it was clearly pretty clearly um, the result of a Palestinian rocket. And you had the New York Times and right. so much of of the U.S. media taking as fact the word of uh, of Hamas terrorists. Uh, as far as what happened and how many people were killed and all that. And I think that's just that, that actual event yesterday as was really kind of uh, a good microcosm or, or it was very revealing about a larger trend that isn't always yeah. quite so blatant and explicit with, with uh, the, the media's tendency to just to, the, the left uh, sympathy to the Palestinian cause and the media's tendency to, to take the, the terrorists at their word. We're, uh, we're talking, we're talking to like Andrew that, Tobin. I'm sorry we have a delay uh, on the phone. Um, Washington Free Beacon deputy editor. He's an American, lives there, has family there. He's you know been instructed you know come home by the U.S. State Department. He won't. Why? Why do you live there? Is a question that some people would ask. Uh, Andrew, we'll have you answer that question in 60 seconds. First. Patriot Mobile, the sooner you can start paying less, and I mean way less than you're paying right now with your major mobile phone company, sometimes doing good is hard. Every once in a while, it's it's easy, and you can make the switch. You can save a buttload of money, uh, and you'll be standing with Patriot Mobile, the only Christian conservative mo- mobile phone company that offers dependable nationwide coverage so you can access any of the three major networks that everybody is on. So you don't have to worry about that part of your bill that's you know going to go to fund leftist causes. Their, their mission statement, I want you to go to their uh, website, patriotmobile.com slash Beck, even if you decide you, know, you don't want to do business with them. I can't imagine why, but um, just look at their about you will not believe their mission statement. It's on. It's. I mean, it's fantastic. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. You will save money. You'll get the same coverage because they're on the same te- cell towers. And you'll get free activation when you use the offer code Beck. Join me. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Call 972-PATRIOT. 10 seconds. Station ID. Andrew, I have 90 seconds. Um, answer for me the question, why would you just keep your family in danger by staying there? Why not leave Israel? We, we considered that the, the potential need to leave to protect our young son, who's four years old, and our uh, my wife is seven and a half months or so pregnant. Mm-hmm. So there was, a, there, we, we didn't dismiss the idea of leaving outright, but, um, but my wife's family's here. Her brother is, is uh, a, a commando soldier who was returning from the U S actually where he was living to fight this war. Her, her sister uh, is serving in the military. Her base was overrun by these terrorists. Um, mm-hmm. We have a community here to support. And, um, that's one thing. And the other thing is we, like you said, um, we feel the need to be here kind of in solidarity with the Jewish nation, which doesn't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. And this is a fight that, that we have to win. And, um, 
And I think in some ways it's a fight for against all these forces we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, the the enemies of freedom around the world. Yeah. Andrew, um, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for talking to us. If there is anything that we are, you know, that I or my audience can do to help, you please uh, feel free to jump on the phone with us immediately. Andrew Tobin from the Washington Free Beacon, deputy editor, will be pay- praying for your you and your family and the birth of your uh, your next child. Godspeed. Back in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Pam wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Green. She says, Winston, my six-year-old Sheltie, is a picky eater. I've been very impressed. Because he'll pick the dry food with the Rough Greens over his wet food any day. And that's saying a ton. It would take him two days to eat a cup of dry food before. Now he gobbles it down. He's uh, also been really, really happy. I've watched him over the three weeks, and I'm happy. Pam, thanks for writing in. Thanks for giving your dog Rough Greens. It's it's not a dog food if you don't know what it is. It's a supplement that was developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. You sprinkle it on the dog's food. Brown food is dead food. Green food is what you want. You want the greens. That's, at least that's what my wife says. And so does Dr. Dennis Black. You name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog's going to love it. They have a special deal. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck. Or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. First trial bag is free. All you pay for is shipping. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. You got Studios America and Glenn TV back to back. Use the promo code Glenn and save. A greater war in the Middle East has never been more close. We are in the most dangerous times the world has seen, perhaps since the Cuban Missile Crisis. Israel could soon be defending itself on multiple fronts. Hamas is literally dangling babies in the face of Israel. Israel's own children are being held captive by the terror group, and they're being used as propaganda videos. The horror never stops, but that is exactly who Hamas is. Tonight on Blaze TV, I'm going to show you just how horrific Israel's enemies truly are, and they are not just Israel's enemies. It's not just Hamas. Iran holds their leash, and they are making their real intentions more and more clear every day. For them, this is just as religious as it is apocalyptic. And for Hamas, their misguided supporters who are marching in the streets, both here and all over the world, I am going to reveal tonight who you are actually standing beside. It is a time of choosing. And I don't think there is a better time uh, to just share with you the end of uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Remember, they're in, I'm not a historian. They're in. I have no idea what it looks like. The cave. Which one is it? With all the Holy Grail. And the Nazi is looking for the Holy Grail. Got to choose one. Which one? Which one? They all look alike to a Nazi. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The hot chick picks the one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The hot chick 
who's also a Nazi, picks one. The hot Nazi. Yeah, the hot Nazi. The hot Nazi. And it's greater than he ever imagined. And then, and then he goes over to the like the baptismal font and. Uh, Certainly is the cup of the King of Kings. Yes, and he dips it into the water, and he should have known because the music changes. Eternal life. And he says, to eternal life. And he drinks. And it seems like everything is just going swimmingly. That would be your choice today. Everything seems to be fine. And then, uh uh-oh. Maybe you start to age just a little bit, or something happens to you because the music is changing, and so are you. And uh, he starts to slowly turn into a skeleton and a mummy, and uh, doesn't know what's happening. Not going well here. It's not going well. This is what's coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm playing all of this just because I want you to know it is a time of choosing, and you don't want to hear this. You chose poorly. Yes. <laughs> he did yes. choose poorly. And a lot of people are choosing poorly Mm -hmm. right now uh you don't want to make that choice uh don't miss tonight's wednesday night special tonight at 9 p.m on blaze tv and 9 30 eastern uh on my youtube channel youtube.com slash glenn beck we're going to share with you what nobody else uh will share with you about israel and hamas and iran and uh show you don't choose poorly tonight. Don't miss it. Right after a brand new Stu Does America. Available with your Blaze TV subscription right now. That's right. You get it all as part of your monthly fee. And you can save 10% by using the code GLEN. That's G-L-E-N-N. Wow, I wouldn't subscribe. That's right. It's absolutely incredible the value you'll get. And you don't have to watch Glenn Show. Wait a minute. What was that last? Didn't I, I miss that last? Whatever you do, don't turn on Glenn TV tonight. Okay. Not available in Alaska and Hawaii. <laughs> and uh, Puerto Rico. <laughs> All right. Get your Blaze TV subscription and we will uh, see you tonight. Uh, there is a great... Um, a great op-ed uh, that is um, that's out today about how people are going to remember not enemies but the silence of friends. That's the most amazing thing. Have you ever been in that situation to where you thought you had a lot of friends and then something happens and then like you're like Bill, Susan, anybody, hello. And there's nobody around anymore, and you're like, "What? What? Ha- I thought I had a whole bunch of friends." That's the way Israel kind of feels, and uh, they've got all kinds of friends when it comes to election time. I'm convinced that this is kind of what is going on uh, with uh, with with Joe Biden going 
uh, now. It's it's election time. And maybe Joe Biden doesn't know all of the things that he's doing with Iran. Maybe. I, I don't know. Um, but I highly doubt that. Uh, but he gave a good speech today. And, you know, it's it's nice that, you know, the president would go over and he was invited and he would go over and, and speak. Um, you know, take it for what it's worth. Words. Uh, and the only thing that they got going for him is I think the president also would like a global war with Russia. <laughs> so, you know, that, that maybe his dream comes true uh, quickly on that. Um, but. Can you imagine being a college student today and Jewish? You want to talk about a safe space? How would you feel if you were Jewish today on college campuses? That's a great point. We're told that African Americans are not allowed, like they, white people have to stay away from them so they can feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see a lot of uh, multi-thousand person rallies where the, the call is for the wiping out of uh, all African Americans. Thankfully, we don't live in those times. We do live in times where... People are in the multi-thousands uh, group, grouping, going to colleges and cities and our embassies around the world and saying they want every Jew eliminated off the face of the earth. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I feel like they, maybe it. Jews need, do need a safe space. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. I'm just, maybe, sure. By the way, they're voting. Uh, it's actually quorum call right now, which is my favorite part of, you know, all What's of happening? the things that are happening in the, in the House of Representatives. The quorum call. Yeah. Uh, the update on that is, it, well, not on the update on the quorum call, because everyone would turn the radio off. It would be so boring. But the update on the actual vote, it does seem like everyone, the Jordan allies are preparing everyone for him to get more people opposing him, not fewer. So more like 25, 30 maybe people coming out as oppo- opposing him as opposed to the 20 from last time. And the momentum is building for Patrick McHenry now who is the guy that we talked about earlier. He's the temporary uh, guy uh, who's in the speaker seat as of mm-hmm. this moment without any real power to expand that power with help of the Democrats. Mm. So in mm. that point... I you, wonder if he'll uh, be really pissed at Jim Jordan and uh, maybe stop all of the investigations on on uh, Joe Biden. I mean, it's possible. He is as McCarthy as you can get. They are like best buds. He is... He, the reason he has this job is when McCarthy takes the job as speaker, he has to write a list of the people he would want to replace him if there's a terrorist attack, mm-hmm. right? And this wasn't a terrorist attack. It was him getting tossed from speaker, speaker role. Mm-hmm. But his, his number one guy to replace him, McCarthy's own personal choice, was McHenry. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get, at the very best case scenario, McCarthy part two. Of course, when Democrats are helping him, and likely they'll change some of the rules so that they can't toss McHenry immediately, because Gates could, the way the rules are written right now, Gates could do that again tomorrow if he doesn't like McHenry. Yeah, maybe Gates should sit down. You know, maybe I'm just saying. Maybe, you know, you're from Florida. Why don't you go look at the pretty trees? It's a very nice state. It's a very nice state. Yeah, very nice. Uh, Bougainvillea, this time of year, beautiful, marvelous. Maybe you should do that. Uh, Let's not throw speakers out right now okay let's get the some jobs majority is too small you, you, you can't i mean look maybe jordan will get there i still hold out hope for a miracle it does not look very yeah. promising yeah but uh, this knows? one is i don't know 
I think if Jesus were here, he'd be like, Lazarus, the vote in the house. I'm more, I'd rather have a miracle Lazarus in Israel is, than, uh, would take, than the, the speaker race. <laughs> Lazarus would take less out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know what I mean? I'm bringing people back to the dead. Yeah. It's old hat. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? That's I can easy do that. at this point. I can do that. You know, the speaker of the house thing. Oh, I don't have to talk to him, do I? No, Jesus, you don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll think about it. How do you feel about a guy with a bow tie being the speaker of the house? Is that okay in your view? Are you, are, are you on board with that? I don't care if the speaker of the house wears a bow tie and nothing else. I really don't care. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, that's a, that's an endorsement of McHenry right there. Yeah, I you don't. Uh, I don't care. It's uh, fired can you up. get the job done? That's what I would like. That's what I would like. Look, you're probably like it's probably not a catastrophe if McHenry's the guy because McHenry is basically McCarthy, and McCarthy was already the situation we were dealing with. So you got a few weeks of chaos, and McHenry becomes the guy. It's about as bad as it was before, maybe a little worse because of some of the rule changes in Democrats. So you just, you tossed a guy you didn't like and then you get the situation overall is a little worse. That's not the worst thing in the world, but it is not good. Maybe Jordan gets through and it is good. Maybe that's a positive. You know, I've always liked Scalise. I mean, I'm not a big fan of his, you know, his, uh, he's a little squishy. It's a little squishy for me, but I've always yeah, liked him. I've always liked him. Voting record questions. Yes, he does. But, you know, but, uh, but I don't know how I feel uh, that he was undermining uh, Jim Jordan yesterday uh, after the first vote, vote, trying to get more people to jump off. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, well, I think I do, but I, I don't think I should express them. No, probably not. Yeah. Not at least on FCC-controlled airways. Yes. Um, yes. The, the interesting part about this is all these factions are different like you think of mccarthy and scalise as kind of in the same boat they've been in leadership for a long time they're sort of more establishment type Mm. figures Mm -hmm. but the problem with that is they don't really like each other they've had a sort of a rivalry so those two factions aren't really together they're sort of against each other um and you know i don't know i mean mchenry is going to be the type of person like it's just the typical like lazy way out Ah, he's already got the job what if he just keeps doing it in Glenn's words in just a bow tie and nothing else? And I don't know if, that, if that's the direction we go. I wouldn't say all of this was worth it, certainly. I mean, you'd be less surprised when you get screwed in the end, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, if a guy was just wearing a bow tie, you know, right. you'd think maybe you'd be this like, is what's going to happen here. I got a shot. You know, you know he's, maybe he's things probably, are about to get nuts. Yeah, you know? things, are gonna, yeah, <laughs> yeah. things are getting crazy. Uh, and so maybe he should just wear nothing else but a bow tie. Mm. But I digress. Let me tell you about uh, my Patriot Supply. I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's a few things going on in the world that, I mean, I'm sure they're all going to end up great and uh, no need to worry you know, because it's happening someplace else. Definitely not here. You know, may I rate, make a crazy recommendation? The largest preparedness company in the country, if not the world, is offering a huge savings on their three-month emergency food kit. Yeah, yeah. You'd have supplies for three months. Now, some people say that's crazy. I think that's crazy. I think you should have, I don't know, a year at least, uh, and then a plan 
to grow your own food after that. <laughs> you know? Anyway, uh, right now you can save $200 off the regular price. Make sure that your family is prepared for whatever could possibly happen. It helps you relax a little bit. Visit preparewithglenn.com. Save $200 on your food security. Order by 3 p.m. today, uh, and you'll get free same-day shipping. That's preparewithglenn.com. Preparewithglenn.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, so yesterday when the White House, you know, landed Kirby and the president and the 500,000 people that fly along with them, um, they vowed tough questions for Netanyahu. And I'm wondering what those tough questions were, Stu. Um, you know, what What were those? Um, did you did you? Are all the kids and families buried yet? How about that one? Is that a tough question? That one would be tough. That would be tough to answer. Did you find all the heads and the bodies of the babies they beheaded? Mm. Did you find that? Did, do you have a hard time matching the heads with the bodies? That's a, that's a tough question. That's a tough question, too. Which tough questions do you think the White House wanted to ask Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, murdering grandmothers for or against? Yeah, that's Something not like a, that. That might be a good one. Yeah, you know? it's not a tough one, though. That's not tough? Not a tough okay. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kirby also, when he got off the plane, uh, didn't answer the question whether the White House believed Israel was living up to its promise to obey international law. Ha. Huh. Ha. Huh. I think that's a, probably a pretty, 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 pretty easy one to... Uh, to do i mean i like you know not intentionally sticking a uh, a hot poker in the eye of you know crazy people that are supporting uh the palestinians um you know killing all of these people you know while they slept or you know innocently there with their families uh i you know i do have a, a problem with uh all of all of those people i don't want to stick a hot poker in their eye in Baghdad, in Istanbul, in Lebanon, uh, Beirut, uh, in Amman, Jordan, in Doha, uh, or Doha, in Tehran, Barcelona, Cairo, Yemen, Berlin, Greece, Montreal, Canada, Morocco, here in the United States. I mean, I like those spontaneous, you know, support groups that are coming out for the the killing, especially those that were trying to break down uh, the gates of our embassies all over the Middle East yesterday. That'll be good. That'll be good. I wonder if, seriously, think on this one. Do you think Hillary Clinton will be laughing? Uh, they came, they saw, uh, they died as they, you know, maybe they kill one of our ambassadors. Mm. Uh, pray for your country like you haven't prayed before. Pray for sanity and pray for forgiveness and pray, pray, pray for peace. We'll see you tonight, 9 o'clock. The Glenn Beck Program.